And welcome to the Men Up Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Christian Shabu. Drew Chin. Will Van Dyke. Mar Womble. And Lamar, I got to start with you first. You know, we've got a very special episode here. All season, you've had flip chart paper in the back that has some sort of theme, some sort of mantra going on. So what do we have to start this episode? Yeah, we got the we got the mama's boy sign up, you know. And, uh, you know, I don't even know if that is particularly true about me, but I do feel drawn to her in a way that I would actually, like, I would identify myself as such. But, uh, yeah, I just thought it was kind of fun, funny. And I would have I just wrote it for everyone. But like, I am actually not as familiar with everyone's relationship with their mom as if they would classify themselves as that. So I didn't. It is Mother's Day coming up. And whether it is your own mom or motherly figures in your life, or if you have a partner who's a mother, it is time for us to take a step back and to honor and celebrate those people in our lives. So we're going to do something here that we did in season one. So we've got five questions. We're going to get into it to one, to your point, Lamar, get to know our moms a little bit better through each other and what our relationship there is, but to ultimately honor them. And hopefully y'all listening will take the time to reflect uh, and honor those people in your lives too. So with that, we are going to get into it. And question one here in our Mother's Day special is complete the sentence. To me, my mom is. So I'm going to go first here. And for me, my mom is the original role model and teammate. I think about the way that I show up now in my life as an adult, and so much of it is, as I reflect back, is the way my mom led her life and the example that she set. And so she has been uh, the original role model. And I think of her as a teammate. You know, when I think about whether it's friends, this group on this podcast, or partners, like I like to think of those relationships as being in team and having teammates. And that was my mom. You know, of course, we were mother and son. uh, But more than that, we were teammates. And we had to rely on each other to survive and thrive. And I really appreciated that and honored that. Mine's similar. My mom, to me, is my beginning. And when I wrote that, I thought specifically, as I've gotten older, it comes from my mom with my idea of leading and living from my heart. I come from a family that it doesn't feel like we want to be so emotional. And my mom is the exception of that. And it's super freeing because as many have heard on this podcast, like I'm trying to weigh into more of my emotions, understand how those impact me. And my mom is that open space. So in my family where I can be emotional and share emotions and um, be a space where we could just have it out and not have to have a solution with it. Uh, for me, uh, my mom is uh, a compass. I think a lot of times I'm checking in to make sure that uh, I'm charting in the right direction, but also sometimes I'm checking it to be like, that direction doesn't feel right to me. And I use it more as a magnet. It serves sort of two dual purposes in, in a certain way where that, that compass sort of tells me the direction that maybe I should go, but then also maybe tells me, where I don't. And I, and I think that she does a good job at, at being, you know, playing that role a lot of times for me as a, as a check-in. Uh, I would say that my mom is a, a one of a kind uh, with a magnetic presence and personality. And um, I say that because she just draws people to her and like, it's not, I don't even know if she does it on purpose or not. Like, I think a lot of it is some of it is intentional, just who she is, but like people just, gravitate to her and invest in her and confide in her. 
And she's just that person for so many people. Um, and I just admire her for her ability to connect uh, with anyone and also kind of maintain high level friendships and has from the, from the beginning. We're gonna roll right into question number two in the Mother's Day starting five. And that question is, in what ways are you similar and in what ways are you different from your mom that you appreciate? And I'm gonna kick us off on this one. So I think for me, the, the, the real obvious one about how me and my mom are similar is that we both are just like extreme socializers. Like we just talk to everybody. And I'm actually, you know, I'm slowing down a little bit on that. Um, and my mom definitely is ramping up because she's, as she's gotten older, she just gives less shits about like what or who, like she just talks to anyone and everyone, anywhere, anytime. And I'm kind of like getting to a point where I'm a little bit more reserved and I'm just like, yeah, I just don't have the energy for it. But she is able to just like maintain a high level of energy and just like talk to people nonstop everywhere. Um, so I think that's a, a big one. Um, I think we, we both care about our people. Um, so we put a lot of effort into like checking on our friends and family and making sure that they know that we're available. Um, so I think those are the, the biggies. We both love to travel as well. I think that's big. Where we're different. <laughs> She's going to laugh about this. Um, I think that uh, me and my mom fundamentally see time differently. <laughs> like we just, we just, see, my mom is like, I don't want to call it like hyperactive, like super concerned about being on time, but like she is just like extra about it. And I just like, I don't operate that way. And so not that time isn't important, but like, I'm just not going to stress out about like needing extra time to get to the airport or waking up on time to get somewhere. She's just like high level, high strung about that kind of stuff. Uh, so that's one. And I think the other thing that makes us different that I think um, I appreciate is just like, I'm a, I think it's just our generation. I'm just a bit more of a risk taker um, in my life and how, you know, I operate, you know, I have my own business, stuff like that. And I think kind of sharing some of that stuff with my mom, she kind of had more of like a reserved conservative approach to having a job, making sure you can take care of your family. Are you making enough money? Um, and I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'll figure it out. And I just think that makes her a little uncomfortable. Um, so I think by nature, we're different in that way. You mentioned uh, being a little bit more of a risk taker. And, and that was one of the things that I was identifying a little bit too, where my mom and I are different. I think part of the reason why we're different is like, she set me up to be able to be a risk taker, right? And, and that's a thing. And that's why I appreciate that so much, right? And, and honestly, there are some times where I'm a little bit critical of her saying like, oh, you know, you should, you should try this or you should do this or do that, right? And, and I got to take a step back in those moments and say, mm -hmm. oh, wait a second, like, I'm coming from a different perspective because I've had the privilege of being a risk taker, a risk taker because you've set me up to be able to do that, right? And so, um, yeah, I really appreciate all that it took to to be in that position and what she did there. I think a place that we're different again that I really value is my mom. My mom values and so appreciates like every little thing, right? Like every little gesture, um, every gift right? Like she is just so appreciative of it. Like, you know, if you go to the house that I grew up in, like 
every gift I think that I've given her like is out somewhere in the house, right? And in some sort of way is celebrated. Or if there are plants around the house, they all have names, right? Like, or if there are stuffed animals that have been given, they all have names and places, right? Like all of that stuff, like she is just, she values like everything, right? And that's something that I need to be better at, right? And, and like in seeing that, seeing her just role model that like, it forces me a lot of times to take a step back and say like, oh yeah, there are, there are these little things that go by and interactions with you guys, with other people in my life that, that maybe I don't acknowledge as much as I, as I should. Right. And, and cause I do value it and I just don't, I just don't show it as, as well as she does. Uh, some ways that were similar, uh, which, you know, sometimes I'm like, how did this ever happen? Right. Is, you know, I think about the way, like the way in which we like handle our business and are really like proactive with things. Like if something gets done, if something needs to get done, it gets done early. Like I think about, you know, whether it's like cleaning house, paying bills, all those kind of things. Like I can remember as a kid, like being super judgmental, being like, mom, don't worry about it. Like I'll do it whenever or it'll get done and get done. And now I show up that way. I'm just like, how did this, how did this ever happen? Right. Cause I never thought it would. And like, I am so much like her in that way. And, you know, I think another way that, both of us, and this is where we really connect a lot too, and it's probably because of the way that uh, we grew up as a team, is like both of us really value like quality time in person with people. The way that my mom and I are similar, one of them is we both enjoy quality time for sure. And the other piece is she's uber people oriented. So it sounds a lot like your mom, Lamar. My socialness and like my desire to like reach out to people, engage with people, check in with people, meet new people, it comes from her. And wearing my heart on my sleeve she's overly sentimental um so the idea there is like she has all of our stuff from baby years that are somehow making it to my kids and it's a conversation for another day but the sentiment behind it is is uh honored i'll just say that and then last but not least um we are both really goofy and silly in in our own way and i mean that like for me it shows up as like the really bad dad jokes and obviously that comes from my mom and making really bad mom jokes how we're different though is definitely our organization i won't deep dive into it but let's just say we organize differently also our assertiveness will not deep dive into this because i might have to call my own foul but one's more assertive than the other and that just stems into communication uh, as much as we come from a people oriented aspect, I think our organization of our thoughts and getting them out very different. And I can see Shabu laughing cause he's, he's heard many threads from, from Nancy, um, been on the end of many calls from Nancy, been in person for many conversations with Nancy. So I'm laughing because I hope that Nancy's listening to this and well, she will like, be, and she's like, wait a second, my jokes are great. So my mom will definitely listen and she'll definitely text me and say, very funny. We're both pretty stubborn and we're just going to just keep plowing through. But we're also very independent and very confident. You know, those are the two things. And then and then last and, and certainly one of the what, what I find to be one of the most important traits that I think we share is is problem solving ability. Just seeing a problem and just making a solution out of something um and and getting you know getting through that problem um where we're different though is how we organize she has always been an organizer you know 
to a certain to a certain degree, you know, she and I, as I mentioned, are both sort of have have an aloof tendencies, I guess, if you will. But like her default is organization, whereas mine is like I'm just going to lean into how sort of disorganized I am <laughs> to a certain extent and see see how the chips fall. She's obviously um, a lot better at like gift giving and things like that, like sharing like that sentimental piece Drew, that you were talking about. I think she, you know, my mom's a lot better at that and I'm trying, but failing miserably mostly at, at that. You know, Mother's Day is just around the corner. And while flowers and framed pictures are great, yes, these are my go-tos for Mother's Day gifts. But after the year we've all had, this Mother's Day, I'm going with something sweeter. Chip in a bottle. Whether it's award-winning truffles, delectable macarons, or maybe even a made-to-order treat, Chip in a Bottle is the move to make this Mother's Day the sweetest yet. Which our mothers and motherly figures definitely deserve. Visit chipinabottle.com to place your order for Mother's Day or any special day today. Chip in a Bottle is the new taste in chocolate and the official sponsor of Season 2 of the Men Up Podcast. All right. What is one thing your mom taught or showed you that has shaped the man you are and hope to be? Um, for me, I, I, I couldn't narrow it down to one. I think there's too many things, but I think, I think a little bit of it, of each of my answers is, is sort of the how to live life in and amongst community. So teaching me how to travel at a very early age. We were in Puerto Rico and we were in France. We had foreign exchange students. So we were accepting of everybody who's coming into our, I mean, we had foreign exchange students for seven years of my life during, you know, the summer months and stuff. So like all that. And then ultimately in her work, you know, a lot of it was service to community uh, where she was food service directors for, you know, child nutrition programs, elderly home care, uh, even now later in life uh, with with food insecurity foundations. And then the the sort of fluffy one of of all of this is is that, you know, teaching me how to cook or at least prepare meals and like then, you know, surround that community or that family around good food. So I think all of those is a sort of similar, there's like a theme there, but like it couldn't be narrowed down into really just one. Yeah, I've talked about, her and I's uh, similar similarities in, in like connecting and um, establishing friendships and being there for people. I think uh, the level up to that, and, and this kind of comes to just kind of, so my dad was in the military and he was gone a lot. And I think what that made my mom is fiercely independent. Although like she had a husband and did for, has for, you know, was it 30, you know, almost 40 years now. It's like she had to figure out how to be on her own and get things done uh, no, no matter what. Um, so I think independence and was, was big. It just showed me that like, hey, like you can go out and do whatever you need to do and you don't necessarily need anyone to kind of like compliment you, do it for you. Um, and then I would also say uh, choice. Um, and I'll give both my parents credit for this, but like, you know, I think back to 
when uh, we were in middle school and I was like, yeah, I don't really want to go to church. Okay, great. You don't have to. Um, I don't want to do ROTC anymore. Okay, great. You don't have to. Right. So I was able to kind of like make decisions in my life without feeling bad or pressured. Um, and I think that mindset has definitely helped me um, as I've kind of grown into uh, my personal life and my professional career as an adult. Um, and then the last thing I think of is just like, you know, one thing my mom used to say to me all the time, and <clears throat> I actually talk about this in my, in my speeches, is that she would always say, try your best, try your best, try your best. Um, and, you know, I don't know why that stands out to me, but it just always felt good to have somebody telling you like, look, as long as you tried and you did the best you could, I will always accept that and love you because of that. And I just think that's a, it's so simple, but a tremendous uh, way to support someone. So that's, and that's, I will take that away from my mom and deliver that to my child. Building off that sentiment, Lamar, of try your best. You know, I think the thing that my mom taught me is to like have a figure it out spirit or have a figure it out mentality, right? You know, I think a lot about so many of the the challenges that I that I saw my mom confront like over and over and over growing up. She didn't have the answers to those, right? But she had to figure it out, and she consistently did that. And it's funny, right? Like in preparation for this episode, you know, and we'll get to this in one of our questions, like had a conversation with my mom was telling her about this episode and, and giving her a little bit of context. And it's so interesting to me because like there's this story that she's told over and over related to when I was in school and helping out with homework, right? And she always identifies this, this idea that like she wasn't good with math or wasn't good with algebra, or calculus, those things, right? And she identifies that she said to me like, oh, I can't help you with those subjects. She forgets the second part of the story, which was she still helped me with my homework, though, right? Like, so maybe she didn't know those things. She didn't know calculus. She didn't know algebra, but she figured out a way every single time to help and support and make things happen. And that's just like a small example of just how she did that over and over again. But but that spirit of like, you're not going to have all the answers, but you can always come at it with a figure it out mentality is instrumental to who I am. Uh, and, you know, I, I've also got to give a shout out uh, to your mom will to Elaine, right? Because I think about, I mean, growing up, uh, she was without a doubt, like a second mom to me and like such a privilege to have an incredible great mom of my own, but then also have a second mom that was just incredible too. And I think about, you know, the, to your point of like, always having good food, always cooking, like, I think both our moms like instilled that in us. But then also I think about your mom, you know, opening up your childhood at home every day to us, like our group of friends, literally from like, sixth grade through senior year of high school, we're, we're like over your house almost every day for six years, right? Like, which is incredible, right? But but I think speaks to the spirit that that she offered. A big part. She loved that. Moms are one thing is they're the pulse of a community, right? They're going to know what's going on in the town. And they are like the original distributors of news, pre-social media. They're on the phone. They're writing letters. So that's pretty cool. One thing my mom taught me or showed me uh, to shape the man I am today is definitely in the realm of generosity and hospitality. If you have been to my house, you have never been to my house without having food given to you in your face, whether you want it or not. And I am tirelessly being hospitable when people are in my house. Again, similar if they're not even hungry, like there's, there's something in front of them. There's a drink there for them. 
and the hospitality hospitality extends, you know, to family, to friends, and even to neighbors. Like I think now that I live in a neighborhood and own a house, just going out of my way to be friendly with neighbors through generosity, like offering to get dinner, offering to get their mail while they're on vacation, like, like really just legitimate acts that I'm really grateful that she showed me that. Because I think on this podcast, we talked a lot about like role models. And until this episode, I didn't really reflect it. Like my mom really led by role modeling. She wasn't the woman that would tell you to do this. She just did it. And then you realize later on. And the last thing I wanna say is uh, just in terms of culture, you know, my mom is the one that passed on, you know, and did her best to pass on like Chinese culture. Like she would teach us words. She would make sure that we understood the holidays. Um, obviously she was the translator um, between my grandparents and me. But I think even beyond that, it was understanding how you embrace culture. She always told us stories about having a, you know, babysitter that lived down the hall from her apartment in Brooklyn that was Italian. And like, that's part of why I love Italian food so much because like she ate as much Italian food as Chinese food growing up. So I think just embracing culture and hospitality has really shaped me to be the man I want to be and like lead also with this service minded uh, leadership. I do want to um, call out, I don't know if this will make it to the, the pod or not, but um, for our audience, we were very intentional about making this about our direct moms but also I want to acknowledge those of us that have partners that are moms, as Shabu said, um, friends and family that are moms, like we see you. That's a whole nother podcast for another time, but like y'all are heroes and y'all are the leaders of families. So, so glad you said that, Drew. Thank you. I thought if I, if I waited to the outro, I'd forget it and we'd be calling our own foul next episode. So in the spirit of calling our own fouls, um, what is something that you want to apologize to for your mom? And I'll kick off by just saying, this is a tough one for me, but it came to me, Shabu, when you're sharing your first answer. And it's this idea, like, let me frame it as an apology. Mom, I am sorry that I haven't tuned into the role of being more of a son. I recognize that in turning into a father, I lean into that role more often. And where I'm lacking is checking in and loving you as a son. And instead, I think what that turns it into is you get more of the grandma role than my mom role. So I want to share that. And I hope you're hearing this and you can't see tears welling up in my eyes, but you know, in the spirit of being a teammate and a friend, that is something that I will work on. So I'm sorry for not acknowledging that role. And I think the good of this is I'm not going to think about how I can do more. I'm going to think about what I can do differently. I'm taking this in a slightly different way because I, I think that, um, you know, one of the things that at least growing up, my mom and I always talked about was like my difficulty as a teenager and those sort of things. And I reflected on a lot of what I um, what I was like then and like moments where I would like just flat out lie to my mom and whether that needed apology or not. And my initial thought, and this is, you know, it, it's going to, it's going to be a journey. So follow me along here. <laughs> I was always looking at it in the context of 
well, I don't want my kids to lie to me. I want them to be open and honest, you know, with me. But at the same time, I'm, I'm now looking at it like, I think some of what the reason why I lied to is because I didn't want my mom to worry about me. I didn't want to, I didn't want her to be like, you know, caught up in my nonsense and having to take that, you know, take that brain space away from whatever she was doing. And so, you know, I'd make up an excuse and make up a lie or something like that. So I don't necessarily, it was more selfish, you know, to apologize for lying to her all those years. And I'm fully intending on, regardless of whether I think it's right or wrong, my kids will probably end up doing that to me too when they're teenagers. And I might appreciate it when I look back on it and reflect on it because I'll flip out on them (laughs) if they they tell me the truth. I'd be reaching if I said that there was something specifically that I need to apologize for that I either haven't already apologized for or something that happened that I think is just part of life, part of the ups and downs of life, part of relationships, part of uh, emotions that kind of happen inside of uh, mother-son relationship that I, I hate to say it, but I'm going to say nothing. Um, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, my mom and I have consistently been able to have candid conversations um, going back to when I was younger uh, to even even now. Um, and so, you know, we've been able to do that. And I think I've kind of d- gone on my apology tour uh, when I did the landmark forum. Part of what that forced us to do is to kind of like push forward and some of these things that are holding us back from better relationships, uh, better connections, uh, like that. And I've, and I've been able to do that and kind of get clear, um, from all of that weight that may be holding, holding me back. Um, so yeah, I I'm happy to be able to say that. Now I think about it. I feel like there's always plenty I can apologize for with my mom. Uh, and I think that a lot of that comes from, you know, I think I can be, uh, a bit judgmental at times, uh, about my mom. Right. And, And I think the source of that is, you know, she she takes so much pride and has been such a, a devout mom and parent. And that's been the thing that she invests the vast majority of her time in for almost four decades, right? And I think that there are times where, and a lot of this is internal judgment, right? It's, it's not like outwardly directed to her, but I'm sure it shows up in some ways. Like there's judgment of like, there's got to be more. You, you've got to have more in your life. You've got to have other goals, other things. And then I you know, as over the last couple of years, I've had to step back and realize, well, hold on a second. If the work that I do day in and day out with, with young people, but all people really is like, identify something you deeply care about, you find purpose in and pursue that thing with all of the energy, all of the love, all of the perseverance you possibly have. Well, shit, like she's done that, right? Like she found something she found great purpose in and has like been successful with that. I, I don't think I'm tooting my horn too much and saying that like, I think I'm a pretty decent dude. I think I'm a pretty decent guy. So great job, mom. Right. But like that can be enough, right? Being a great parent, being a great mom can absolutely be something that you find your purpose in and, and just have be the thing that drives who you are day in and day out. Like that can be, that can be fine. Like that can be great. That can be your purpose. And and I think that I've had to realize that and, and had to apologize for that in different ways, right? It shows up in different ways, but overall, like mom, I'm sorry for thinking that the thing that you found purpose in being a great mom to me is somehow not enough because it absolutely is enough. 
all of our parents from that generation, that's actually all they wanted to do, right? Work hard, take care of my family. Like that was the definition of success. And so I think what you're speaking to and what uh, what you're apologizing for is this idea of like the new generation where our expectation of ourselves is to have more impact, have more success, do more things. And our a generation ago, it wasn't that. It was like, I want to take care of my family. I want to buy a home and I want to raise good kids. You know what I mean? And yeah, like it's hard for us to understand like, oh, that's all you wanted. But also grateful that that is all they wanted because now look at where you are, where I'm at, where Drew is, where Will is and what's what's in front of us. I'm so appreciated you said the enough word, Shibu, because like what I heard you say, it, it, it ties into apologizing for being judgmental if, if in the past you didn't think that was enough and to come full, you know, come this part of the circle and be like, no, that is enough. And that's so refreshing to hear because even to your point, Lamar, like that still exists today. Like some people just want to do this thing and that is enough. All right. So as we are coming to an end uh, with this uh, Mother's Day special edition of the Men Up podcast, we hope that you use any of the questions that we've posed in this episode to go and have those conversations with your own mom, motherly figures, uh, whoever shows up as a mom in your life and in your community. And this final question, I think, is, is one that can be really powerful. And so what we did here is each one of us identified a question that we've always wanted to ask our mom and just haven't yet, right? And so each one of us has a different question uh, that we're coming at. We encourage you to figure out what that question is for yourself and then go ask it because I think the conversation can be really powerful. So for me, the question came from this space of knowing how my mom grew up, like she had her mom and dad, but then had two sisters. And then knowing that she stepped into parenthood as a single parent, right? So there weren't a lot of men around necessarily. Uh, and I was really interested in understanding, you know, what were the ideas that she had for the kind of son, the kind of man that she wanted to raise and what she, what, what did she do to nurture that? And so, you know, this started off when I asked my mom, it started off with, you know, a pretty straightforward, simple response of, I want to raise my son to be a good man and a good person. And so we dug in a little bit to what does it mean to be a good person, right? And a good man in this case. And, and what she identified was somebody that can give back to their community, uh, somebody that makes themselves available to the people around them, particularly when those people ask for help, and somebody that can be a good sounding board, whether that's for a partner, for friends, uh, or in general, how you show up in your community. And I think all of this, it was so powerful for us both to come to this place that both of us really value uh, being in conversation, right? And that is something that has been a trend for us since I was a little kid, right? Like we have always made time to be in conversation with one another. We still talk twice a day to this very day. That has probably happened almost every day since I could speak, right? And create sentences and we could be in conversation. Uh, and I just think about uh, how powerful that has been, right? And, and, and that's probably the single greatest driver of me understanding what kind of man I want to show up to be, which is be, being in constant conversation, being empathetic, listening, creating the space to actually hear 
people and be in conversation and respond. And it's probably part of the reason why I love doing podcasts, right? And so uh, it was really powerful to be in that conversation. The conversation also went a whole bunch of different directions. Like we got into some stuff, you know, some challenges that we've experienced together that we've never talked about. Uh, and somehow this conversation led to that. So again, encourage y'all to find at least one question that you're really interested in asking your mom, asking your parents. You know, when Lamar was sharing a, a thing earlier, I wrote down like, what's holding me back from building a better connection with my mom? And so like, this is a great question to use in anyone's relationship. So we definitely encourage you all to do that. Like what Shabu said, for me, I asked my mom, like, what's one lesson passed down from your mom that you then imparted on your kids? And I'll share the answer and then I'll share you. It was great to where it went. So she needed a moment to think and she's like, I don't know. What do you mean by that? Like, like blood is thicker than water. And I was like, what does that mean? And her whole point was how my grandma was just saying like family comes first, essentially, right? Your blood is more important and hence it's thicker than water. And I love that. And it's so important to hear it now because I realize like through actions again with my mom, it has really increased my emphasis on value of family and one thing that really helped me was it set the stage for me identifying for who is now my wife. You know, like we needed, I needed a partner and someone I'd spend the rest of my life with that valued family the same way and would act on it. And it, I think it's fitting that just two yesterday I had my nephew and niece over because their older brother broke his arm and their parents called them like, can we bring the kids? And we're like, yeah, absolutely. And like, we just kept them fed them like, they're our family. You just take care of it. And I don't think any of that comes unless my grandma puts that emphasis into my mom and then my mom shows me how to do it. So I thought that was really cool. And then just a, a teaser, what this did is it, it created a bridge to other conversations. Like my mom and I are about to talk about racism that she's experienced and that I'm experiencing. And that doesn't come without asking this kind of question. So again, encourage you all to ask it. What about you, Will? I, I, I didn't uh, necessarily, I don't hold back a lot from my mom. I don't typically have questions that I have always wanted to ask that I never have. So, so what I ended up asking my mom was, you know, what's one thing now that surprises her about me now as, as like a grown adult? And she mentioned a conversation that I guess we had had a number of years ago. I'm guessing it was probably sometime when I was moved out of the house in New York and I was sort of figuring out, you know, a lot. And I described myself as an angry person or as somebody who was always, you know, sort of angry. And she was really surprised by that and was really sort of like questioning where that all came from. And I, I think, you know, in, in, in her mind, I'd always sort of been an even keeled, happy go lucky, like, you know, sort of goofy kid growing up. And I think what was, and this is sort of where the transition came to right and wrong, where what I, what I was identifying as angry all the time was really just like, a short fuse on my barometer of right and wrong. And like when I saw something as being 
wrong, I had this like quick trigger that would set me off and I would, and I would become angry or something like that. And that sort of manifests itself. That's, that was, and you know, Shabu and I can get into our history of anger issues and all those sort of things collectively and, and, you know, in solidarity of, of angry children. But, um, but we, we, you know, that manifests that, that was a thing I, I would say as a kid that, you know, there was just short fuses that, that existed. Um, but I never, as an adult, you know, necessarily now certainly would describe myself as an angry person. And so it was interesting to hear her say that because I hadn't actually thought about that in a while. It's like defining myself as an angry person or anything like that. And I think most people that know me or would describe me would not have anger in any of the top lists of, of things. So it, it was, it's fascinating that that's something that's lingering with her, something that um, you know, uh, I think I'll have to work on, you know, over the years and stuff like that about how, you know, I, I perceive myself and how I then project myself onto others or describe myself to others. And also Elaine, sorry, we broke so much stuff around your house. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Lamar, you're up. I asked my mom a, a series of questions. Um, one of them was, um, why was she always so adamant about me not having a child? But, and it's so funny because I literally, my mom from the time I was like 21, literally up until I had a child would be like, I don't need no grandbabies. I don't need, you don't, you don't need to have no kids. And my dad would be the complete opposite. He was like, oh no, we want grandbabies, this and that. And it was always so funny. But so then when I finally had a kid, my mom, like literally in 2.8 seconds, flipped the script. Like this woman literally told the entire world in a day and a half. Right. And so I, I was just like, like, but you were so against it. Why? And uh, so that was a, a brief conversation we had yesterday. And she basically was like, um, I don't, I, first of all, I don't believe that everyone should be a parent. And I was like, Word that makes sense. Agree, right? Uh, like it's not necessarily in everyone's DNA. Like maybe it is, but like, eh, we, you know. Uh, and so that was the first thing she said. And then the second thing she said was, is that I also don't believe that, you know, people should. And and people in this case would be me. Um, do it before they're ready, and so she felt that she was just supporting me and encouraging me based on what I was giving her, which was, I'm not trying to have no kids. So we were just, she was just aligning with my energy. Um, and so I don't know if there was like this actual secret desire for me to actually have grandkids on the, in the back end. Um, but you know, she's been a, a wonderful grandma and obviously, um, very excited to, to have a grandchild. So, um, I thought that was a conversation. I was like, you know what, I got to ask this question. Um, and then the second thing we, we talked about was, um, was a legacy. I asked her, you know, what did you want your legacy to be, or what do you want people to be, remember about you when you're gone? Um, and she said that, uh, she just wanted to be remembered as a kind, kind hearted person, um, which obviously she is and will continue to be. But I think one thing that I, I love about my mom and, you know, she spent her whole lifetime just giving, giving to people. Um, and I think maybe like six or seven years ago, maybe like 
eight years ago. She said, you know what? I am done trying to give to everyone else and everyone else's kids. I'm going to focus on my kids. And like, I'm like 30 saying like, well, hey, here I am. Like, I've been here. What's up? You know what I mean? Uh, but she's, uh, I love how she just kind of made that decision for herself because she's like, you know what? I've done this for my entire life. And now I'm going to focus on my family and my children. Not that she didn't do that all the while, but she was literally a, a superhuman superhero that could do it all. And I think she just got tired of doing it all and said, just kind of focus here. So, uh, yeah. And, and to, since I'm the last person, I'll also wrap this up with uh, going back to something that Shabu was a little saying, you know, as I think about our parents, specifically our mothers, and we think about legacy or we think about what they found purpose in or why they lived and, you know, why they decided to, to live the life that they lived. Um, my mom said she didn't really ever think about her legacy. Right. And I definitely think that's like a new age thing uh, that we, you know, we want social impact and we want this and we want that and we want to leave the world a better place. And it, I, when I said what I said about just wanting to raise good children and provide for your family, that's what your expectation of yourself was. That was the legacy. Um, and so, you know, as I think about us um, going forward and think about our legacies, the epiphany that Shabu had just a second ago about, oh no, that is enough. I want you all to have that same epiphany about your own life, right? And is that if in 30 years, what you're saying is that you wanna be someone that, you know, is taking care of your family and raise good children and, um, you know, gave back to the community and you look at your life as it stands now and you're doing those things, you are being exactly who you say you wanna be and you are living the life that you say you want to live. Um, and if you're, if that's going to be the result 30 years from now, and that's the present day actions that you're leading with, gentlemen, you're being the people that your mothers wanted you to be straight up and the, and the person that you wanted to be yourself. So um, I'll leave you with that, Shabu. Thank you, Lamar. Thank you, mom. Thank you, mom. I love you. Thank you all so much for joining us for this episode. And we hope that you're leaving with a level up and that you'll join us again throughout the rest of season two. So please subscribe, review, and spread the good word so that we can all redefine and thrive. We appreciate y'all. The Men Up Podcast is a Grin and Bear production. The soundtrack is courtesy of Mike McGinley Music and visual artwork by Viati Design Studio. Video clips from each episode are edited by Joe Oliveri. The executive producer and editor on the Men Up podcast is me, Christian Shabu. You can listen to us every week on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts or by visiting themenup.com.